You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hey, it's Colin Quinn. I want you to come see Unconstitutional, even though you don't want to. Follow me on Twitter for the information. Give the Twitter, dummy. Oh, sorry, guys. Hi, this is Colin Quinn. I want you to come see Unconstitutional, even though we know you don't want. We all know you don't want to, but it's very good for you. And follow me on Twitter. I am Colin Quinn, and then you can, you know, get all the information from my big show. Awesome. Make sure you guys do that. Follow Colin Quinn. I am at what? I am Colin Quinn. I am Colin Quinn on Twitter. Find out the show is his uh, third one man show that's coming out. They're unbelievable. I've seen his last one three times. I can't wait to see this one. So make sure you follow him on Twitter to find out where it's playing. It's a limited run. It's in New York. So if you're in the New York uh, area, Jersey, even Pennsylvania, Connecticut, get your asses down here. Get the tickets as soon as you see him on his Twitter. Buy those suckers. Get down and see the show. Thanks, guys. Okay, so here you go. This is the intro for a one-on-one Thursday episode of the You Know What Dude podcast with my great friend, one of my best friends, if not best friend, Colin Quinn, one of the nicest guys in the business, one of the funniest guys and truest uh, people uh, I know. Uh, I love having him on. I love... I could talk to Colin forever. He's just that guy. He knows everything about everything, and he's funny, and he's interesting, and why he doesn't have his own podcast. Or if anybody should be doing this, it should be him, and he's the only one not doing it. And that's what probably still makes him even fucking better, uh, is that he refuses to do a podcast. Believe me, I tried to get him to do one. Um, you all know that we, we did one back in the day before podcasts were podcasts. Um, and now, uh, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to have him come in every once in a while and shoot the shit with me. So this podcast is just me and Colin. I hope you like it. Uh, it's a one-on-one. This is the Thursday series I've been doing. Uh, it's around an hour or so. Uh, enjoy. Let me know, ykwd at riotcast.com if you're digging these one-on-ones. I can't do them every Thursday because I just don't have time, but I do do them uh, when I can, and the reason why I'm able to do these podcasts more often than not lately is because of the technology has kind of caught up with it. So now I can carry these edutage microphones with me with a splitter, and you know, put a lav on somebody, put a lav on me, and we can record wherever the, I can record. Fucking driving a car, I can you know want to be on a roller coaster and do a podcast. It doesn't matter. My iPhone edutage microphones and and the new recording apps that came out for the iPhone 5 are amazing. So that's it. So I appreciate you listening. Thank you for spreading the word. Make sure you email me and let me know what's going on. Subscribe and review on iTunes. Blah, 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 blah. Later. Hey, gang. This is Colin Quinn. This is Jim Norton. This is Dennis Leary. This is Opie from a lot of things. This is Burt Kreischer. Stan Cook, and you are listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? <laughs> Ippy-bippy-baya, ippy-bippy-boo. Dippy-dippy-daya, yabba-dabba-doo. Dude! This is Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude?
So what's up, man? How you uh, doing? Good. Welcome, I, welcome to the you the new. It's a new uh, show. Right. Little one on ones. The one on ones. The one. It's like the basement tapes of your show. <laughs> well, you know what? I've been putting out Thursday shows. Right. Because people wanted me to do it more than one day a week. Which is kind of ridiculous request when you think about it. I give a two-hour free show once a week. Right. All I ask for is you go to Amazon and use my link. Yeah. Or get a pair of headphones for 33% off at tweakedaudio.com. Nice. Like that little slip in there I got. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of people have been... It's fucking weird. A lot of... I don't know. I like doing these. You know I like doing these, especially, I used to, me and you used to do them all the time. I like being yeah. on one-on-one. Yes. But um, I, I started filling the room, and you kind of get addicted to it. Yeah. But, I can understand that. You can relax more. You don't have to think. You don't have to, because you just throw in things once in a while, take it 20 minutes off, let other people riff. You just got to steer. Yeah. But you know, what's, you know what does happen is that you have to, um, what does suck is that, People talk over the other. You know, nobody knows how to fucking do radio. You know, people just yap over each other. You you can hear it in the room, but you forget the dude listening in a truck or wherever the fuck you are in a cube. Right. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, it gets annoying. I got a lot of complaints about that. And I try to tell people to shut the fuck up, but then people complain about me telling people to shut the fuck up. And then once you start that ball of complaint, even though it's just one dude or fucking maybe a couple people out of thousands... You get fucked up in your head. But what you're saying, you're describing tough crowd. When I when I ran tough crowd <laughs> every day, and this is on TV, I'm going, shut up. Shut up and let him finish. Of course, I was always talking to Patrice. <laughs> because Patrice, as it, and nobody indulged Patrice or loved it more than me, but Patrice is a guy where you can't do a half-hour show with commercials <sighs> unless you just want to have Patrice. It has to be Patrice by himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Patrice had to be the only voice. And uh, justifiably, every all these comedians would complain. We go on that show, we don't like it because that Patrice O'Neill dominates the... Wow. He just lit up this whole studio. Mm -hmm. But you couldn't help it. Patrice is the kind of guy that once you got to... Once you get into his vibe, yeah, he, <laughs> he grows on you to the point where you're like, okay... I know how long this takes. I get used to it. And you're like, I know at the beginning, I'm yeah. going to think he's going this way and it's not that interesting. Yeah. Halfway through, I'm going to go, oh my God, this is really interesting. He's going this way. And then at the end, it's going a whole other way. That's yeah. really funny and interesting. So yeah. I got into that. Unfortunately, I was a fan. I was supposed to be the host of the show. Yeah. he. I mean, he he is one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, you know what's weird is they always put me on with him. And I know yeah. it was because of something. Do you understand? I was never not on a show with Patrice. Really? Yeah, they always put me on with Patrice. Like, somebody said, look, Bobby does better when he's on, you know, some shit. If we're going to put him on, let's put him on with Patrice because, you know, something like that happened. Yeah. Because that, that, that's usually some fucking network dude. That They make these decisions just to justify themselves exactly, those yeah. kind of statements. Like, Bob does better with Patrice. Patrice is more comfortable with Bobby on the show. They just make those decisions, and then that becomes a fact. That's it. That's it. And, so, and then they go on, and then you'll ask them 10 years. Why did you have Bobby? I, I don't know. Did I? Did I right. say that? Right. Yeah, you did, you fuck. Yeah. You did, you fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking hate it. I hate that shit. I really do. Justifying your job. Yeah, but that's- uh, There's nothing you can do. Nothing. Nothing you can do about it. No. There's nothing you can do. No. 
Just like there was nothing you could do about working with Dan Soto this weekend. No, yeah, I worked with Dan. You loved it. Yeah. He's awesome. Dan is just one of those guys that's, <laughs> you know, he's almost, uh, he almost is like Ted Bundy in that he's the perfect person, you know, on the outside. And you're like, wow, yeah. what the hell is this? You know, but, what's going on? But this is what he does, too, is he lets you in that there is stuff wrong with him, even though... I doubt that he really believes it. I, I think therapy is a sham. I think it's a cover-up that he lets you in a little bit. Like, yeah, I, I have that problem, too, or I'm doing that, too. And you're like, oh, he's just like me, but you're not. No, you're Dan Soda. Yeah. You're, first of all, he's going to end up like that guy that stabbed the therapist to death. He, I, <laughs> he stabbed the wrong one, you know. Who? That guy in the Upper West Side, like last year, he's in, they just had his trial recently. He went in uh -huh. to kill his therapist. Really? And the other ther the other poor therapist in the office tried to stop him and goes, Hey man, or the therapist wasn't able to like, Hey, you know, you gotta calm down and he killed that therapist instead. Really? Bloody with a knife. Just wow. you know, nice up west side building. But um I guess apparently not a doorman or the doorman was like, Hey guys, good luck. I see a psycho with a knife, I'm diving under. <laughs> hey yeah. Uh, pay me that much. Apparently he didn't work on scale either. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those guys those guys are just fucking upstairs from a subway. <laughs> you have to take a window. You have to get to my therapist you have to go in the window. You do? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well they have those side doors sometimes, you know. Yeah. He, he it's definitely a shitty there's a massage thing above him. What? You heard me. Are you serious? Yeah, it's it's legit though. I've been four times. I'm, I'm, I'm one. I'm Just one, to make sure, I'm one stamp away from getting a free massage. You're like, maybe he sets it up there as a test. He's like, hey, I want to find out how sick my clients are. Then he goes and asks them, "Is this? Have you seen this face?" <laughs> I've, I, I'm completely honest with him. I tell, I've told him every stupid thing. I, I never, ever not tell him anything. Good, but or else you're wasting your money. You're oh, you're wasting your time. Things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I, I there's been times where I'm like, you know, I'm not telling him this. I'm, right. I'm not. There's no need. He needs to know this. Yeah. I'm just going to. I got it. That that's fucked up thinking. Yeah. Where you're like, I got this. I know. I know I fucked up. Yeah. I know what I did. I fucked up. Right. I got this. I don't need to tell him. I know what right. he's going to say. But it's the um, when you get in there, all of a sudden it's like, no, you have to tell you have to be 100% honest with this human being because if not, it's that little dark secret you have and then the next one and the next one and the next one and all of a sudden I'm going to be doing terrible shit. Yeah. I don't know if that You're makes right. sense. Yeah. Of course. It makes total sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but Dan Soda, we had a blast driving up and back. Yeah. I mean, he really is a, he's a, he's a, uh, you know, he's a real gentleman. Let's face it. Everybody, if people don't like Dan Soda, there's probably something weird. Or else is a side to Dan that they only get to see, like Ted Bundy. Yeah, he is, man. He's a, he's got that. He, but he laughs. He laughs at your jokes and makes you feel like you're the funniest guy on the planet. Right. His laugh is what I think gets him ahead in the business. Um, Were you ever that guy? Were you ever the the guy that everybody loved on the other side of the business? On what side of the business? The industry. No, I was always the comedians loved me. The comedians kept me in this business my whole career. Really? Yeah, but the the industry was never really a fan of me. That's fucked. I'm sorry. Because um, because I was always the guy that, for some reason, whenever I deal with industry, I rub them the wrong way. But I always got along with all the pe all the comedy. They liked me because all the comedians liked me. But I just there was just not a for some reason we didn't click me and the uh, industry people. You know, some of them I got along really good with. But as a general rule, it was always like a weird vibe, I felt. 
you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is though. There's a certain person. They're a certain type of person. Is it a? I don't know. They they like sports or they 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 like certain teams. They know stats. I don't. Yes, I college. Right, I, I don't. Right. They like khakis on weekends or boats or fucking right. you know uh, you know beer like. You know, home-brewed beer. I don't know what the fuck it is. I but know what you're saying. There's something that they I don't have. Right. I can't connect. I connect to you. I connect right. to a guy like you. Right. I connect to a guy like Norton. Right. But there's these certain industry sides that it's like, you know, I don't know. I just don't connect. No, I know what you're saying. That's why, like, I, you know, I, I don't know. There's certain guys, I just, I see these guys talking to these people. And I always, always want, hey. Yeah. That's it. No, that's all you should say. <laughs> Honestly. That's all you should say to them. Really? Yeah. You yeah. can't uh, yeah, you can't be talking to these people. You know what I mean? Like you said, I I'll tell you exactly a perfect example is when you, I think it was I think it was Gnome, who we all know from the podcast. Who is that? Gnome. N what does he do? <laughs> oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The owner of the comedy I'm saying <laughs> He's a perfect example of a guy. Not that he's an industry guy, he's a great guy, but and some industry people are But anyway He's the kind of guy He goes to Bob one day We're sitting there And he goes to Bobby Hey you know I uh I went to Tufts In Medford And Bob goes Yeah we used to beat the shit out of kids And rob them from Tufts <laughs> And I was saying If you had said that To some industry kid Who went to Tufts Yeah I He'd be like you. Oh I think I remember actually <laughs> The one uncomfortable Awkward time In my freshman year I came home after A couple of my first beers And I was 19. I wasn't even sure I was going to be in showbiz. I was majoring in communications, though, and kind of excited. I went to see a, a local improv group, and I walked home, and you and two of your friends pulled over in the car. Right. They called me, hey, creep, and then next thing you know, I was on the ground being beaten. No cell phones back then, but, you know, my wallet was all <laughs> scattered and shit, you know. You know, what's funny, though, is I did say that to him, and one of his friends got his car pissed in. I think, I don't know if I remember, but I think we used to do that, too. We used, to, we used to put sand in pe like motorcycle gas tanks. Oh no! Yeah, we sand. Used to, yeah, we uh, we would just fucking, I don't, dickheads. Nobody told us, hey man, don't do that. <laughs> hey don't. Man, hey man, that's somebody's property that they worked hard for. Yeah, it's it's almost like am I getting like the things that happen now when like. When you get close on a show or something really, right. your dream is right there and it gets snatched away. I'm like, is that because I, you know, I, I lit the tough soccer poles on fire five times? Right. Five times. Yeah, we lit them on fire so much they, they had to change them from wood to steel. And then we stole a car oh. and we were driving through the field. We were going to actually, instead of light them on fire, we we're going to run them over. And at the last second, um, Michael Dots grabbed the wheel and went, no. And we bumped into a steel. We would have been fucking dead. Can you imagine that? What? They must have... It was, you guys did it so many times, they actually changed. They said, you know what? Let's take soccer out of this. Uh, let's let's have a try rugby. <laughs> let's try rugby or just go back to baseball. <laughs> you know, we went to the college last night, Binghamton, which is a good school. Yeah. And it's so funny because you can tell a school that's no nonsense. These are the... The most like industrial dorms. Like there's no beauty on the... There's no beauty in Binghamton anyway. It's one of those tough... Towns upstate, you know God, what I mean? It's fucking you. And, I mean, it's gotten a little better, but yeah, it's terrible. And the school is like hardcore, you know what I mean? Like right. just a real, you you do good, you work. It's like a real badass. It's just a badass drive. But then driving back, 
I was talking to Dan, and it's so funny, like, not only do you know everything about sports and those kind of I understand what you're saying. Some people just have all the information. Yeah, they get the stats of life. Well, you have stats on technical stuff. Yeah, like the brand new Revo headphones are great. The brand new Revo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Dan has it on a lot of different stuff. And also, all these comedians, he starts talking about comedy to me. And I'm like, these guys, this generation is encyclopedic. Of with comedy. comic knowledge. I had Michael Che on last week, and he knows everything about every comic. It's a, isn't it scary? Yeah, like they, they, like I didn't know that they, they know everybody, and they know me. They know, they know all, all, they know shit about us that we don't know. I know, and it's it's weird. I didn't give a fuck about anybody. But also, but also, we came from a time when it wasn't like YouTube. These guys have been YouTubing in high school. I know. I mean, who knows? Maybe we would have watched it. But who knows? But. Either way, I'm, I wouldn't know every porn star, but they. But yeah, it's scary how much they know about us. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should have maybe a a big podcast where we sit down with Che and Dan are the perfect great examples. Yeah, and go. We want you guys to erase all fucking knowledge you have of, of us. <laughs> well, there's going to be a problem. Yeah, lose your fucking memory. Don't be going around telling people. Oh yeah, well you know I know these guys now personally, but really that's not what they said in 2007. Mind your goddamn business. <laughs> Worry about something else besides what I fucking said on Tough Crowd in 2004. I know, dude. It's weird. And it's, it's getting worse because even the guys younger than them, there's even more info out there for them. It's even easier. There's so much yeah. more. There's, there's, you know, five years ago, you couldn't get... Uh, remote control, all the remote controls on iTunes, and 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 you. I mean, remember Faces of Death? Yes. When you had to go get a, cre- a creepy video, you had to go and see if that video right. store has Blockbuster wouldn't carry it because it was too crazy. Right. So you had to find that crazy local video store, and it was always out because some fucking lunatic like you right. had right. it. So watch it all the time. I love Faces of Death. All you have to do is just Faces of Death is nothing now. No. I mean nothing. You go to one of these sites, beheading sites or yes. whatever the fuck it is, it's like it it's it's right there on your phone walking down the street. Yeah. You see them pleading for their life. The uh yeah, it really is a weird time. How about you you and we all have friends that send you like you're in the middle of like anywhere, you know, an office or trying to be nice with your family and suddenly there's like a tranny's cock like two inches away from me, goddamn self and the rest of the family's like, they don't even have iPhones. They love a nice iPhone. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have my phone. They have cheap fucking, right? Well, my family does. Your family. They all do? Yeah, I'm up from a better stock of people. Oh, my God. People. Do you believe that? And they, uh. <laughs> you guys are in Brooklyn. You see a goddamn giant cock, and you're like, yeah. if my family saw this, they'd yeah. be horrified. How about fucking DeRosa sends me naked pictures from his balls up all the time? Oh. I was talking to Esty at the bar. A really nice conversation. All of a sudden, my phone goes off, and it shows a little the little picture of yeah. what it is. What's that? That I I don't know. And I click it, and it's it's that fucking Arab. So the last thing she wants to see is an Arab naked. Yeah, exactly. Especially one that she doesn't think funny enough to work the club. Especially one that's alive. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but it was kind of. But the, there's something about driving to a gig, and driving back from a gig. I mean, we used to have a blast. How much fun did we have driving to those gigs, like Penn State that time, you know? I told Dan, I go, look, man, I go, watch out. Just yeah. watch your head. He's like, why? I go, just let know this. I was driving down to Penn State with uh, Colin, and he just wanted to he wanted to feel the his flesh punching me in the head. My He saw my bald head, and he wanted to punch me in it. So he did. <laughs> I go, he punched me in the side of the head. 
and I fucking I punched him in the leg so hard that he screamed and <laughs> cried. He grabbed the steering wheel at sixty five. <laughs> And s- grabbed it and pulled it. We almost fucking swerved up. I spit my coffee on the inner windshield and covered it. I had to stick my fucking swollen head out the window just to pull over so we could wipe the windshield off inside. And then we went for a snack. We went for food. We actually went shopping at a supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, too. That was a blast. Yeah. We ate like beasts. Yeah, we had Cheez-Its. I remember you got a box of fucking oh. Cheez-Its. Oh, those were good. Yes. What about uh, and that was the be- but that's the beauty of gigs is like the bonding of yeah. two guys going to some gig. Yep, it's a long drive. Two, more it has to be more than two hours. Oh, absolutely, more than two hours. Where you know you got to drive and you got to drive back. Yeah, and then you really get uh, you really get to know each other. You really get to talk and know each other. And like you said, Dan, of course, I don't know. I mean, you know, once well, once somebody says they're from Colorado, then I kind of shut down. I'm like, they're not gonna have any interesting thing to tell me, you know, because <laughs> I just start picturing like a bleak landscape and. Yeah. You know, a couple of like, yeah, planned communities. Yeah, like, like a ah. like a shitty bike. Yeah, some like a huffy <laughs> that he has to take around. Yeah, to the local billiards. Yeah, or the the community center. Yeah, like that movie Over the Top with Matt Dillon. Remember that movie? No, I don't remember that. You remember Over the Top? No. Uh, what a fucking movie, man. What did he play? You know, remember when back in the day when they started bringing up those towns where everybody's house was the same? Yeah, planned communities. Planned communities, and they'd have the little town center. Yeah. And they'd have the school, and, you know, it was one of those towns, and these kids just fucking snapped. And they took oh. it over and locked the parents in the school and lit the bus on fire, and fucking great movie. It's probably not as great now. Right. But it was for me, being a fucking punk, yeah, it was like my movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, Matt Dillon was a great punk. You know, I know Matt Dillon, and um, he really has. What do you mean you know him? I mean, I know him as a person, as a person or a friend. Do you well, have his, do you have his number? No, I wouldn't call him a friend, but he's friends with friends of mine, and so like if he sees me, he's like, Colin, how are you, man? Colin, okay, yeah. Colin, how are you? Right. Hold on, let me try to do Matt Dillon. Okay, ready? I'm you. Okay. Uh, you guys, uh, I'll give you two slices and a Diet Coke. Colin, man, what's going on? Hey! Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, yeah. man? How you doing? Hey, man, relax. Take it down, man. Okay, okay. All right. You know Jeez. I mean? There's a lot of people. I don't want everyone coming over and asking for autographs. Does he, does he do that? No. Oh. <laughs> I just started playing around with the metal. No, he's a great guy. But um, Small. But Matt, No, not small at all. He's not as tall as you think he is. Yeah, he's, I think he's tall. I think he's taller than me. No, he's is he? No, he's, he's not. About six feet. Is he? I could be wrong, but who knows? But anyway, every time I see him, he's like, uh, you know, he's he's just one of those guys that's done a consistent like every once in a while. Like, give us see something about Mary. What's funnier than that? Fucking great. What's funnier than his performance? He's great. He stands up and he buckles his pants. They don't even mention it. At the beginning of the movie, he's sitting behind the desk. He stands up and just buckles his pants <laughs> and starts talking. <laughs> they don't even mention what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I never even noticed that. It's uh, all, you met, and I'm going to have to go watch that. He's behind the desk and he stands up and goes, well, let me tell you something. Uh, whatever Ben Stiller's character's name was. And he just starts zipping up his pants. I didn't remember that. I got to go watch so that now. funny. <laughs> I like Matt Dillon, man. He was great. I mean, he was such a badass motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I was jealous of? His hair. Oh, his whole thing, man. He's still a great look. He still looks great. Yeah, but back then he had the oh, hair. The man, yeah. It was that parted down the middle and That's it right. feathered it feathered back. Yep. And I could never do it because I had cowlicks. Yeah, in the I had front. a lot of cowlicks too. 
And uh, I remember one year my hair went curly. It went from straight to curly. And I was so, I had like a perm one summer. Right. Like my hair (laughs) was long, but it was just tight like a Brady. (laughs) And I was like, I went from almost Matt Dillon to fucking Greg Brady in like a (laughs) a summer. And I was so fucking mad. And I remember my sister was, look at your hair. It's like you got a Pam. I was like, you fucking cunt. (laughs) We, uh... my parents rented a... Do you ever go on vacation with your family? Sure. Do you ever go on like a lake or where did you go? Yeah, we went to Maine one time. We no went, shit. Yeah. We went to uh, Long Island to like a little... Uh, the, I remember one, the Leprechaun Colony. What? It was like a little... <laughs> you know, it was like a little uh, place out in Long Island somewhere. The Leprechaun Colony. We're like, ooh, Leprechaun Colony. <laughs> Yeah, we went to my cousins. They lived up in Saratoga by the lake. We went there a couple of times. Saratoga, New York? Yeah. With the horses. Yeah, well, my cousin, you know, my cousin Dill, who's really the still the funniest person ever, but he uh, he lived up there because he escaped. You know, he moved up there. They lived up there. They moved up there when they were little because my uncle, I guess he was, he was a printer and he got a job as a printer in Saratoga. So the family moved up there from Brooklyn. Right. But they only moved up there for two years and he lost a job, came back to the Brooklyn. Then Dylan borrowed money off this pretty famous mobs, famous enough mobs who I still don't want to say his name, even though he's long dead, you know. And really, Dill borrowed money oh. off the guy. He's not that famous. Are you afraid that he something might happen to you? I'm afraid that his son might hear and get my cousin. I'm honored that you think my podcast is popular enough where a mobs um, I might affect somebody's life. You never know. You ne- Well, I do know. I can show you the numbers. <laughs> I thought the numbers are great. I'm kidding. Go ahead. I'm joking. Um, what the fuck? I'm like Bridges. I thought the numbers are great. <laughs> the, um, but uh, yeah, so uh, so anyway, he borrowed the money off the guy and of course didn't pay him. You know, he's a gambler. Right. Yeah. And he just left town. He was like 19. He had to leave town. Right. So of course he goes back up to Saratoga where the horses are. The one place a mob guy would go out of the whole state, if there's one place a mob guy would leave New York City to go to, it would be to Saratoga. And he moves to a house behind the backstretch. And one of the greatest moments of Dylan's life was he used to sell... He had this setup. I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but he, was, he had this big guy working for him, this big upstate, like, you know, country boy. Mm-hmm. And Dylan was like the fast-talking guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the big guy would fix cars... And and then Dill would sell them. And then one time Dill was out. I'm looking out the window. He's yelling at these three, like, Ecuadorian transvestites. They're arguing. And Dylan's screaming at them and screaming back at him while the big guy's trying to fix this car with a big brace. The guy has a back brace on, you know. <laughs> from all the car work, his back was shattered. And just watching this guy on this, like, you know, nice, pleasant morning, watching this Brooklyn crazy man. And this guy fixing cars and three trannies, like, fighting. It was one of the best scenes ever. <laughs> they have trannies up there? <laughs> no, because they were with the... Uh, oh, with the guy, yeah. Yeah, it was during the racing seasons. So they were with whoever the, you know... Is he I still up there? I don't know why that makes it justifiable. No, no, they were with the racing. T- oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's still up there. Yeah, Ecuadorian trannies aren't the hottest, by the way. Why? What? Phillies? Filipinos? No, uh, B- Filipinos. I would say uh, Brazilian. Yeah. Thai. Yeah, Ecuadorian like is like them. fucking at. That's like um, <laughs> that's like apocalypto trannies, like little flat face trannies. Oh, decalate, <laughs> oh cale, oh decalapo. You fear me? Is that real? Or are you making that up? 
No, that's I'm just making up. Remember uh, that when a girl starts yelling at him? Fucking one of the greatest, scariest, creepy things in a movie ever. How great was that movie? I mean, not one lick of fucking. You had to watch this shit with subtitles. I'm not a subtitle guy. The movie has to be really good to get me to fucking do that. Really good. That I I agree with you. That is the most underrated movie of all time. Of all time. It's so brilliant. Same thing. It's an I action can, movie. And you can watch it. What, what kind of subtitle? I like subtitle movies, but guess what? If a subtitle movie's on after I saw it once, I'm not like, oh, I got to keep watching this. Every time it's on, I can't leave the screen. I cannot not watch it. Yeah. It's, it starts out. It's like Goodfellas for indigenous tribes in the 1500s. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, a panther? What do you want, a panther? <laughs> It's so so fucking great And this lunatic I mean Threw it all away Because of his Whatever the fucking Religious beliefs Well That's one interpretation I would say That he was That that he didn't Throw it all He obviously Whatever he said I'm saying He didn't do anything What he said Was offensive But to have this guy Be pushed aside that to have that brilliant movie be pushed aside because of what he said, it's a little it's a little too much in my opinion. Passion of the Christ, same Passion of Christ, yeah. Oh my God, not I mean of course Apocalypto is I would put way above it. Oh, Kalawa. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, that little girl. Why doesn't that little girl get an Oscar? Uh, well. Any anybody that wants to see, if you haven't seen Apocalypto, trust me, we're not just two guys telling you this. This movie is unbelievable. I mean, we are just two guys telling you that. I take yeah, that back. Yeah, we actually are two but guys in a fucking somebody else's bedroom. My, minding <laughs> or not minding your business and telling you you got to see. But that movie is so brilliant. And if you, but here's the thing: if you don't get past the first ten minutes of that movie, yeah, it, that's what happened to me. Is I watch, I was like, I'm not watching this. I'm not. I'm not getting through. Oh, this is fucking. Ugh. Subtitles, the fucking teaching of the, the the fear and fuck off, and then it, once you get past that first ten minutes, then you're like, oh my god, the first ten minutes was so awesome. Yes, you know what I mean. But if you oh can't get god. past it, if you don't, the first time I watched that in length, I was like, what the? I couldn't stop. I wanted to watch it again. Yeah, like Lonesome Dove. The first time I watched Lonesome oh. Dove, I was like, I want to watch it again. It's a six hour epic. It's amazing. You know what I like about it is that they showed you how. I don't know how factual it was, but I would assume that it had, like, the way they made the pyramids, the way those workers yeah, yeah, worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. and with the bodies just thrown away. I mean, the sacrifices. I've been to uh, Guatemala. I've been to uh, Guatemala City is covers all those pyramids. Like, if you were to dig under the houses and the buildings... There's pyramids there. Those those wow. fucking pyramids. And I went to a site right in Guatemala City. It's right on some fucking street. It looks like a park. You go in, you pay a dollar, and they're slowly uncovering uh, a temple. And it would just it just happened. It's two thousand years. You know, the dirt and the trees and the leaves fall and people die and things and it covers and covers and covers. And then all of a sudden there's, you know, 20 feet of dirt on a on a huge... It'll be like covering this building. You know, 2,000 years from now, this building won't be here. Right. It'll be under dirt and right. the new building will be on top of it or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I went I went there and I was like, oh my god, and they were telling me this is where they probably sacrificed people and this is where the king was or the whatever the fucking Mayan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy. I picked up uh, a knife off the ground, a s- obsidian knife. Really? Yeah, like they they used to get it's the the lava rock. You know, it's a glass and they would chip it off and it would it just chips off into almost like a blade. And they would use that to cut the fruit to cut into animal flesh and shit like that. The lava rock does? Yeah, obsidian. It's right. called obsidian. Wow. And they would use that for knives. You can walk around. I found a bull in the ground. Like on the, the you know, I walked down this cliff near a tree, and there's a piece of pottery sticking out of the ground from a thousand years ago. It's crazy. And you found it? Wait a minute. Yeah. So why did you did you bring it to somebody and have it priced? Well, have it this, well, here's the thing: it's not worth, not really worth any because it's little pieces. You, it's not the whole uh, thing. Yeah. Well, the knife. Uh, well, I, the the knife. Well, here I took a, I pocketed a bunch of the obsidian knives, right, and a couple pieces of the clay pots, as my little thing. And I was in the airport and I got food poisoning the night before, and I was shitting and pissing, you know, just fucking violently all night, and I was sweating and I was going through the customs and I had. The shit on me, yeah. in my pocket, and I was, I was, you know, I was delusional. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sweating, and I'm like, they're gonna stop me, they're gonna pat of me course. down. So the first chance I got, I just went to the bathroom, and there was a bathroom attendant in there, and I wrapped it in, and I'm throwing up, I'm shitting, I'm on the floor, I'm tr- and then I just said, fuck this, I don't want this on me. I wrapped it in toilet paper and I threw it in the garbage, but he had just emptied the garbage, and these two. Uh, TSA type guys walk in in the uniform and I drop it in the garbage and there was nothing in it so you just heard clang hilarious and I just was like I'm going to jail I'm, I'm dead but it, I found it if they found it they would have been like go fuck yourself it's not it's not a, a panther pot you know what I mean do you think um, do you think you ever heard of Montezuma's Montez- story was too long no, a little bit no <laughs> do you ever hear of Montezuma's revenge yes and you know what that is yes what it's um when you shit your pants, right? But why? Because um well, I didn't. You caught because me. You got Montezuma. me. Are you happy? Are you fucking happy though? Because uh, because it's related to what you're saying. You had the most literal version of Montezuma's revenge ever. Montezuma was the king. Yeah. Of those Mayans or Incas or one of those, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> when people had conquered him, whatever destroyed his great civilization, they always get the shits, right? Mm-hmm. But you literally took, you defiled the property of Mont. That was probably Montezuma's oh, pyramid. Settle down in case people are listening. Remember your mob guy thing. I'm Same excited. thing with the government. What do you think they're gonna think? I'm crazy for this. Well, who knows? You. What do you think? Do you think the mob guy's gonna kill your cousin? <laughs> do you think Gotti was it Gotti? You no, think Gotti? no, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> See how nervous you got. I got. Oh no, don't. Hey, no names. Remember when Raging Bull in the middle of a fight? He goes, Joe said, "Hey, no names." <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, but uh, Montezuma, literally, you defy. Well, when you started picking up those Thank you. objects, yes. that's why you got sick that night. Maybe. I mean, it could be that I, I'm a fucking asshole and I tried to eat Guatemala <laughs> like I was fucking on a Travel Channel show. <laughs> uh, I remember Jack Vaughn, you know, he was the head of Comedy Central Records at the time. He took me. And I kept going, uh, all right, what are we going to eat? He's like, I don't know, Bobby. He doesn't go there to eat. He goes there to see these beautiful places and go to the markets and, I mean, just travel through the fucking back roads of Guatemala, which is very dangerous at times and beautiful. Right. And, 
you know, it's very. Um, and if 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 any of you don't know Jack Vaughn, which yeah. is everybody in the world, right. he looks mm. like a combination. He looks like a. He looks like the mm. the only way he would not get attacked is because you might think this guy's got to be a CIA agent. Yeah. yeah, he looks like he looks like he he should be sitting in a meeting with Pat Dixon. They should both be in like like Battle Creek, Michigan. I'd like. <laughs> In the middle of like a stupid boardroom at a you know Hilton, he, 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 Hilton Suites, we actually came up with this great show idea that you know he, you know we sh- at the beginning of the thing they show me with tats and a knife and all that shit and then it spins and one guy's gonna take the other you know the novice into the jungle and you know discover what you know outside of America is and then but it's him and then right. he puts the hat on and he gets the whip and you know what I mean yeah because he is totally I mean he knows he was taught by Navy SEALs in high school how to uh, get through roadblocks wow. because he grew up in Guatemala he lived there for five years wow so his father survived two plane crashes and seven assassination attempts wow what was he an ambassador his father was uh, he worked for the United States government I don't know but in Guatemala for something I don't know what it was but yes some it's not an ambassador but something Jesus, like that I mean Guatemala is one of those famous places for it that. was crazy when he lived there he he has some crazy his father and him have crazy stories and you're like I can't believe it I remember driving at one point I looked over and I was so scared because the night before we're going to Guatemala I read don't go to Guatemala I, I talked to you that night right it said don't go on the yeah, website, the said. United States. Hey, right. if you're going to Guatemala, don't go, don't go if you don't yeah. have to. Yeah, I remember I ran. I got two money belts. Right, but I was too fat for a money belt because <laughs> it goes under your stomach. So I had to pull it up out of my pants, up up to my tits. Right. To so everybody saw me getting the money out of the money belt, which defeated the purpose of the money belt, and I was so paranoid. <laughs> I had four hundred cash, which you don't need four hundred in Guat. You can literally become the governor of a small town with four hundred cash in Guatemala. <laughs> I bring four hundred cash because I'm going to buy things. Right. You know, I'm a tech guy. What am I yeah. going to get down there? Right. Oh. Uh, so I go down to a fort. The first day there, we want, we get Antigua, and we get to this beautiful outdoor restaurant, and it's cobblestone streets. It's the same streets for the last fucking, you know, 400 years. The sun setting, it's, it's like the old, you, it's, it's, it's uh, 400 years ago is what it is with tourists. You go into this, this, this restaurant and it's outdoors and I go up, I'm going to use the bathroom and I'm checking my money every 10 minutes because I'm so scared because Jack said to me, listen, man, they can steal your underwear at this place, the pickpockets, so be careful. So I check it in the toilet. I go downstairs, we eat. I'm like, you know, sauce. I eat, you know, what do you, what's the biggest plate you got? Yeah. Give me the combo plate. I want to try. Right. What, what? They don't fucking just eat, you fat gringo. Yeah. Right. Um, we leave. We're on the road. It's raining. We're in the jungle. There's a point where he looks at me. He goes, Look, dude, for the next 15 minutes, if I say we're going, we're going. So just look at man. This is a dangerous. This is when you were saying, Could something happen here? Something could happen here. And then we wound up on Deg Dog Highway, and I was like, why is it called oh. Deg Dog? And then, dunk, 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 we run over a fucking dead dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I, lo- I would go to get my money out of my money belt, gone. I left it on the toilet. I took $400, the money oh. belt off to take a piss, and I left it on the toilet. So some Guatemalan dude found $400 in the bathroom. Oh. American. Oh, my God. It probably... I'd like to go back and try to find that guy and see what happened. He might have become a new guy. Yeah. I guarantee the restaurant has new 
like a new front door, right, a right, new right. name. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you ever think about doing shows like that, like traveling? I mean, I my obviously you know my favorite when we had a blast going to Japan, going to Iraq. I mean, we had a blast traveling. That was fun. It but, was it was fun. It's it's flying on a plane with you is not fun. No. No, you have you shut. You're weird on a plane, dude. You're you. I wish I could almost do what you do on a plane. Yeah, I, I go right to sleep. It's fucking crazy. You go in first of all. You're like homeless when you get to the airport. Like you have yeah. a bag with a shirt sticking out of it, and yeah. but you lack nothing. You have everything. You have you, there's nothing. You for some reason you've got it everything. It's like there's no. I, I, I've been up for days. I have the best suitcase. I have a backpack that turns into a shoulder bag that has a battery in it. I have, and you just show the fuck up. I know you <laughs> packed the flights at six. You packed at fucking four fifty-eight. Uh, you and I, I was at the airport two hours early. I'm <laughs> at the gate with my fucking latte. I'm ready to go with a thing around my neck that has my passport and then my phone and 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 you show up with a shirt hanging out of a bag and a jacket on your show and a hoodie and you you woke up an hour and a half maybe an hour ago and you made it you're there you get right the fuck on the plane and whether it's two hours or 15 hours, you sit in that seat, you don't care what, you don't give a fuck if the seat goes all the way back, a brand new fucking sleeper seat from American Airlines, and it has a 14-inch plasma that has all the movies that had just came out, Iron Man 3, all, I mean, just came out with <laughs> private interviews to American Airlines customers, <laughs> and then, I mean, uh, whatever you want for dinner, uh, like anything, a uh, personal pizza, but not even like a small... Like a 14-inch pizza with Sundays, and you will fucking put that hood over your head, lie back, <laughs> and go the fuck to sleep. And you wake up 40 minutes before we're landing, you get a smile on your dumb face, yeah. and you're ready to go. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, But how about, how about the... Uh, I would love to have traveled more. It's one of the biggest things I regret. You know, I was thinking about... You know, I always tell people a story of like, yeah. And people always go, you know, you got banned from, uh, from, I got banned from Afghanistan, and Iraq, and the story is that you know I said something when they told me not to speak. What do you mean? You know, like I made jokes about the Afghani, the hot, you know, the boy hunting. Type. I, I don't really know the fucking. I don't know the story. I I heard. I, I've been told two different stories. One this, and then you told me another story where you didn't know what happened yet. You thought it was a tell, and they just banded you by accident. No, somebody else might have said that. But so all right, so it's you. you I never thought to tell. No. All right, what was it? Here, well, there's two. There's two versions. One is the version that's I said some things about the, you know the boy hunting, the habits, the proclivities of the Afghani guys to go and you know Procli fuck young boys and you know proclivities. proclivities yeah. yeah, go ahead to bang the young boys. Thank and, you, thank you. And, Remember um, who's listening? And, <laughs> Me and the <laughs> and that the one story. That makes sense on a certain level because I did say things that they told me don't say that. Right. Because I just couldn't help it. Yeah. But the story that's probably closer to the truth is that the person that ran it, who will remain nameless since I think everybody listens to your podcast, the person that ran, named it on my last trip with Nick DiPaolo and Bobby Kelly, the person that ran it was starting to aggravate us. So one night we're outside of a room and... Right. Uh, we start to 
talk about talk shit about her. <laughs> Bob, would you like to take it from here? I mean, look, this lady is used to people who are grateful, who are there to help the troops, who are there for one mission and one mission only. To, you know, musicians or actors, or she's used to people who are there. You know, she's not used to self-centered, ball-busting East Coast. Fucking shit dicks who only care about two things uh, eating, laughing. That's all we cared about. <laughs> we show up, and this poor, heavy set woman <laughs> had to put up with our shit. And she's very regimented, very military. Yes. Very military. Yeah. And we're not military guys. We don't like taking yeah. orders. And one of us didn't like taking orders, and especially from a big woman. Well, woman, and then a big woman. One of us. I'll, uh, there's three of us. There's three of us, right? So I remember we're, we're, on this, we're on this bus, and she's, she started day two fucking with me and Nick and busting balls a little bit, kind of fucking with us and saying shit, and we don't take to that either. Oh. We do that to each other. It's like when you fans, like one of you guys, will say something terrible on Twitter, right. and then we block you, and you get mad, and it's like, oh, it's just kidding. Right. We don't like it from you. We only like it from each other. Right. She, and she did some shit, and she was, you know, let's go, kind of talking to us strong and we're out in front of our house it was a beautiful night in in actually fuji japan yes at the bottom of mount fuji one of the most beautiful places in the world a beautiful night too yeah we were there wind, a soft wind summer wind unfucking believable and um we're we're sitting there trashing her like you know she fucking does I mean, this fucking trashing her yeah and then i looked up and meanwhile no but i'm the guy, like, I'm the guy trying to calm these guys down. Yeah. And I'm going, look, guys, look at it from her perspective. She's this fat, lonely thing. Oh, God. I start oh. talking about calling her fat, calling oh, her lonely. God. I go, I know she's a fucking pain in the ass, but look at her. She's got nothing going. Oh, it was brutal. And then I look up. And then <laughs> fucking, I no. see, I see the screen. There was no window; it was just screen. I see, I can see the the shiny glass was pushed up, and I point up and I, just to the pussy I am. I went, the window's open, guys. And every and as soon as I said it, we all went, oh shit. We all clammed up, and then we looked and we saw two little fat feet coming down the stairs. <laughs> We got busted. And it was like, we're all grown men. (laughs) Sincerely, I'm in my, I'm the youngest of the group. I'm in my mid 30s. And we all got scared. We, even DePaulo. I don't know. And then she comes out. She comes out and confronts us. Confronts us, but in a very, hey, listen. If I've stepped over any boundaries, I apologize. I'm just trying to do my job. I thought that maybe that's what you guys liked, and I was just trying to assimilate to make things easier, but I have a, a schedule, and I, my job is to make sure you get where you go because these troops are important to me, and I know they're important to you. Oh. So I, I apologize, and it will not happen again. Oh. Then she steps back in, and before she shut the door, the door opens back up, and she puts her head back out, and she goes, but next time you want to talk shit about somebody, don't do it under their open window. Oh. And then DePaulo goes, ah, there goes that fucking apology. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, God damn it. Oh. God damn it. Oh. God damn it. I don't know how we go. So my second theory is how I got banned. Yeah. Is they probably might have been like, hey, you worked with this guy. Uh, Was that a, was that, was he a problem? Because he did this one thing. We don't know. And she was like, 
which I, she did what I would have done under the circumstances. Yeah. Fuck him. Right. That cocksucker. Yeah. Tell him to go fuck him. So it could have been either one. Who knows? Well, you know, look, we she she actually was cool. The second time I went back we, with you right. when we went to Iraq, yeah. we had a way better time with her, I think. I think. We didn't have any problems with her. I remember when No, the, it's true. The, we, yep. With Steve Burns, I mean? Yeah, Steve Byrne. And that was a fun trip. Oh, it was a blast. That was so good, man. And then, yeah, oh. I went back with Dane. I remember when we were flying into Fallujah to drop off ammo. <laughs> and I leaned over to you. I go, hey, man, you know how famous you are when you, you know, I, you know how famous you are when you, they have you f- making a pit stop in the fucking Sunni Triangle with ammo on the plane. You think Bob Hope ever did that? <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> All right, listen, yeah, we're going to take, we're going to take Burt Reynolds down uh, and the Sunni Triangle <laughs> flares were shooting out of the plane. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck about us, dude. Oh, no. No. I remember when Steve Burr, when I turned to Steve Burr, when they were shooting those things up, they, yeah. they thought there was like a... They said if this goes off, that's gonna happen. Yeah. And, in the front. and then they start shooting off the things like something was. Yeah. And I go, Steve, and he looks at me. I go, Steve, at least I kind of made it. With you, we'll never know. <laughs> he just looked at me like, Ugh. how's this though? How's this? Is that they brought you guys up front, and she didn't bring me. Remember that? Oh no! Yeah, I she, we I, she would, off. She would always leave me behind. Oh. I, I'm not even kidding, dude. And I'll be honest with you now, it hurt me so bad. It hurt me like my it it's the it was the pain of my <laughs> my existence. Like if I could say what was the thing that pained you the most in your life? <laughs> Not being picked <laughs> by people that should pick me. <laughs> and, <laughs> I liked it. And she I liked that. I remember when she came back and she probably knew it. And, and she went calling they were like, Colin, you wanna come up front? Yeah. And she went, Steve. Cause she love. Cause here's those people in life. I look. I love Steve. You know that. I'm, I have nothing bad about Steve. And yeah. Dan is one of those guys too. And these these guys that come up and I call them neutrals. You know what I mean? Where everybody loves them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know Dan is corporate Dan. Nobody's not gonna like Dan until he fucking snaps. Yeah. And he's not like gonna Bundy. snap. Yeah. Right. I there's something about me. Well, Patrice said it. You're not well, Bruce Banner. Trying to be the Hulk. You're the Hulk trying to be Bruce Banner. Well put. Okay? Very well put. Just be the Hulk. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember she came back and she was like, uh, Steve? Oh. And they just left me there. And I was so mad. I could have cried, Colin. I could cry right now thinking about it. Honest <laughs> to God. I could, if I really sat and thought about it, I could tear up. Because I remember I was just sitting there by myself in that little fucking <laughs> net seating in the C-130. <laughs> yeah. And I've like, I've always, I've always wanted, I'm, but I'm, me and Colin are really good friends. Right. Like he doesn't really know. St- Steve's right. here because Steve asked him and Steve's brother's here. Right. I'm friends with this motherfucker. Right. You fu- but she liked Steve better than me. She did. Absolutely did. And I remember she picked him up there. And then the, I, I went, I, I finally got my shot, I think, two more times later. Right, right. But it was like, Robert, do you want to go? Almost like, right. do you want to go too? Well, she was still probably mad from our last trip. But I didn't do anything. But wait a minute. What? No, you were talking shit too. What do you mean you didn't do anything? In case she listened to this podcast and she doesn't remember who did what, right. I didn't do anything. It was but, all um, Nick DiPaolo. It was all Nick. But did we we went on the Japan trip first, and then we went to Iraq. We went to Japan first, which was awesome. It wasn't. Look, uh, how do you say this without fucking? 
sounding. I, look, I love Jip. I love going supporting the troops anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'll go to fucking Jersey. I don't give a shit. I'll go upstate sure. New York. I've done it. But yeah. when we went to Iraq, it's something about your life being in danger too that makes it somehow like okay, I'm really, I'm really doing something now. Well, you so know? they call it the theater, the and, war, the theater. Um, but Japan was fun. I remember we Beautiful. The, the kid was on the uh, bus with us, that Navy kid. Yeah. And he was, he was, you know, interviewing or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I remember he, uh, oh, yeah. he was asking me, he was just talking for two hours right. straight, just about politics. And, yeah. and I was like, do you believe in this? And right. you were quiet. You were, you were typing on your little white Mac. Yes. Cause you had the, you know, you were always writing. Right. And then the Paula was writing in a notebook trying to keep up with you. Well, if Quinn's waiting, I got to fucking write, cocksucker. I want to take a nap, but this fucking asshole setting the curve. Cock fucking sucker. Ugh. And then, um, remember that kid? And then around an hour and a half in? Yes, I remember exactly. I go. Bob, Bob's peppering him with questions. <laughs> Bobby gets, gets him like five in a row, blah, 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 blah. He goes like, blah, 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 blah. And the kid was like a kind of a young, maybe 19-year-old kind of pretty boy kid, you yeah. know. Kind of, you know. And then suddenly Bob goes, you ever suck a cock? <laughs> Out of nowhere. And the kid goes, uh, uh, and what did he say? You, uh, no. Right. No, why would you ask that? But he said no in a way that meant we took as a yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, have you? Do you want me to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. Paul was like, Jesus Christ. I wish we could, uh, I wish we could tour together again. What's yeah. he going to go soon? Yeah. You got five more minutes? Yeah. What time are you going to be out of here? Let me, I'll, 7.30. I'll, I got you. Um... I wish we could go on. T- That's one thing I, I I hate is that we 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 we're all yeah we're all out spread out over the fucking world trying to and we, we you know I'm over here and you're over there and Norton's yeah. over there and you know DePaulo's over there we're, you know it would be great if we could just say fuck it let's just go we'll do a theater we'll split the fucking money yeah or whatever gives a fuck well I mean. I don't know. It's just, it sucks that we, we have so much fun together on the road. There's nothing better than being in a hotel room with your other comic friends, getting breakfast, yeah. walking around the stupid town. Some of us getting noticed, some of us not. And there's nothing worse than when it's just you out by yourself. I mean, you get a little work done, I guess, but it's not the same. It's not fun. Like, you, like you said, that feeling when you're in your hotel room, but you know your friends are down the hall, it's like being a kid. Yeah. It's like being a kid again. Yeah. Yeah, it's the fucking best feeling knowing that you're going to wake up, where you want to go, go get some food, get to yeah. sleep, do the show. After the show, you go out somewhere. Plus, knowing you only have to do about 25 minutes. Oh. There's no pressure. There's no pressure, no anxiety. An hour. It's sold out because we all fucking just put it together. And, yeah. and it's just, it's beautiful. I, I, it sucks that we can't do that anymore. And there's so many people, dude, why don't you guys just don't? We can't. They say it all the time. You can't. Everybody has different agents. Everybody has different bills. And everybody yeah. pulls different tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Do you sell good on the road? Um, in some towns. I'm no Jim Norton, but I do okay. What about Norton? Did I tell you that great Iraq story, right? When he left at the end? Oh! No, that was psychopathic. Yeah, we'll explain it now. He At the end, there were two weeks in Iraq in the theater. We're in the theater. At the beginning. On, 2003. At the fucking beginning when it was real dangerous. 2003. We go there for two weeks. Me, him, Lloyd Kilmore. And at the end of the tour, we're, you know, we're all coming back, right? It's me, him, Lloyd, and maybe a... Uh, oh. And, uh... So we're all coming back, 
and we get to the airport after you know you kind of bond you know you're over there and a couple of weeks together or day and night constantly in the yeah. same rooms and the same you know you so and we get off the plane we go to get our bags and then norton's bag is on the other carousel this is jfk so he gets his bag and then i see him walking i start laughing because he was being funny he takes his bag like you know you get for two weeks you're gonna say goodbye he takes his bag and just while we're waiting for our bags what doesn't turn around and look at us walks out towards the you know the cars to get a car to go back to manhattan so i start laughing like that's funny you know what i mean he gets in the car and leaves so then I was like, that's even funnier. This son of a bitch actually committed to fucking being the asshole that doesn't say goodbye after two weeks of bonding with people in all these in a war zone. In a war zone. Yeah. And be on planes for hours together in all these different places and meet all these experiences. I go, that's fucking even funnier. The balls to pull that bullshit. To be that dick. I call him later. I go, hey, what's up? He's like, yeah. Or I saw him the next day and I was like, hey, uh, fucking fuck. He goes, what? I go, you fucking... I realized he didn't even... He wasn't doing a character. Yeah. He was just being an asshole yeah. that didn't say goodbye to people yeah. that he just spent two weeks with. I guarantee he had a, some massage showing up. That's what he said. Yeah. But, but so what? <laughs> you don't not... He didn't even wave goodbye. If you have a massage, you go, guys, I'm so sorry. What a, we'll catch up later or tomorrow or something. You know, just fucking turn your back on people and walk out. <laughs> It's fucking. What did he? What did he do over there? That's the uh, my story. What did, you told me? What was the other thing that he did? Um, I don't know. The I original mean, thing that you came up with. Well, one thing he did. I don't know if this is what you mean, but you brought up the story. You were like, no, on, no, no, he did New, over there. Well, on New Year's Eve one time, <laughs> it was New Year's Eve. We were over there for New Year's. It was right. The thing I regret to this day is that Manny passed away during the time we were there. Right. But we couldn't cancel, you know. But it was just. Oh. Right. I guess it was the end of two thousand three. And um, but Norton New Year's Eve. I think we just found about Man about Manny that day, uh -huh. and she goes to us, Tracy. Yeah, she goes, look, guys, um, there's a little bit of a problem. They there's been some you know missile attacks, so there might not be a show tonight. We were supposed to do a show over them. We ended up doing the show, but she said so. There's a chance we might have to cancel a show. We're in these barracks. She goes, they're, sh they're shooting missiles at the base, so for the troops to get over there could be a problem. All right. So I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm the fucking headline, and nobody knows Norton at the time. Uh, Suddenly, a bee starts buzzing around, <laughs> muttering to itself. It was like I hear a buzzing sound, like I thought there was a, a bee loose in the fucking thing. There's nobody in the barrack except me, him, and Lloyd come on in this. What's that sound? <laughs> I see, turning around and walking around in fucking circles, like a fucking, like a like like a silent movie star, like when they speeded up the film. Walking around buzzing to himself, <laughs> muttering, is this goddamn fucking tadpole? <laughs> I, I go, what? I've never missed a New Year's show in 12 years. <laughs> what? I've, no, I've never missed a New Year's show. I, I've done a show every New Year's for 12 years. Oh, well, I'm glad we know what this trip is about. <laughs> Your shitty record. <laughs> Of fucking Jersey one night is on New Year's. <laughs> Not the fucking possibility of giving a few laughs to guys that might die. So you can continue doing your shitty fucking Piscataway New Year's Eve show. <laughs> Cocksucker. I swear to God, he is a prototype of a robot that it just doesn't, it, it's not, it doesn't have the full emotion chip, like the updated emotion chip. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like, here, uh, New Year's, we have to do show on New Year's. New Jesus Year's show, Christ. New Year's show. <laughs> 
Yeah. Maybe I didn't even know it was fucking New Year's. We're in Iraq. <laughs> and it wasn't like a big New Year's party. It was yeah. like, hey, we're going to try to get a few troops into a little corner of a, you know, yeah. Yeah. the palace that's not being you. We ended up doing the show and it was like a bunch of troops. I mean, it wasn't like a big thing, you know. Well, so if one of us gets, we got to wrap this up. You got to go. But if one of us gets famous again, we have to go back to Iraq. We have to be, I you have to be it. famous enough to supersede what's her names. I'm sure the band is off by now. Your band's off? I, I assume it's off. Somebody at the USO, somebody in the Army, They've the Marines, the Air now. Force, the Navy, the Coast Guard. Let's go. Let's get They've me. And, let's get now. me and Colin over there. Yeah, the return, the reunion tour. The reunion tour. We'll get. We'll get Steve Byrne. Maybe we, Steve Byrne's been twice. He goes on his own now. He's more famous than both of that us. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So, who is he, he brings his one. He brings his no. He brings. He's famous. He's got his own show. He Sullivan. Sullivan he, Sullivan and Sons USO tour. Sullivan and son of a bitch. He should be bringing us. <laughs> yeah, wait, Who's he bringing? He's bringing his friends who he has on his show. Oh. He went and go, let all his friends on his show, which is a great thing. That's awesome. What show? Second season of Sullivan and Sons. I'm saying, is it shoot L.A. or Chicago? It shoots I, in L.A. L.A. Right. Yeah, L.A. What a good guy. Right? Good guy. We're, yeah, we're in a fucking... He left ho- us high and dry. <laughs> uh, especially Sullivan's. You know, you're, you're Irish. Know, I'm Irish. like, ah, you see these assholes? Robert, went, first Patrick. time I went to Iraq with these two douchebags. Yeah. Believe me, it was a long time ago. Oh, was, Tracy, yeah. I never liked them. Yeah, I that, never trusted them. That's why I threw rocks all day into a... Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's just, right. just bugged me. Oh, my God. He was a rock phone machine. <laughs> yeah, he just sat there because he loves baseball. Yeah. yeah, he was well. He had a plan. He knew where he was going. Right to uh, Sullivan and Son. Um, all right, buddy. Um, Thanks, brother. So check out Colin. On oh t- yeah, I'm going to be doing constitu- my own constitutional show. I'm trying to get a theater and try to start running it. Maybe next week. No shit. I'll find out Wednesday. Just for a co- it's only going to run for a couple of weeks. Okay. Maybe near the cellar. There may be some competition for the cellar in the underground in a week when my show's up for two weeks on Barrow Street. Okay. But it's not official. Okay, so how will we know? Follow well, no, you... On Twitter, yeah. On Twitter. I... Tell I me, am Colin Quinn. You probably... Everybody always follows me. If you don't follow him, he's probably one of the greatest guys to follow on Twitter. One of the funniest guys who who literally catch, captured the way you should do Twitter. And you can't you can't do it because you just be hacking off him, which sucks. But he is... Uh, I am Colin Quinn... At I am Colin Quinn on Twitter. Yes. Follow him. Find out when his show is. He's amazing. You're one of my best friends. Thanks for coming on and doing this little one-on-one. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Bobby. I loved it. Uh, Okay. Love you. Hang on. Bye. All right. Hey, what's up, fuckers? Make sure you go to my website, robertkellylive.com. And check out all my dates, my tour dates at robertkellylive.com. Com. It's a fucking fantastic little website for you. Comics Foxwoods, 27th, 28th, 29th. You know what, dude? Podcast show. Luis Gomez, Kelly Festuca, myself will be there all weekend. We're doing a bunch of shows at the Foxwoods, the 27th, 28th, 29th. And then we're doing a nasty show uh, on Saturday. So come down. Spread the word, Connecticut, Boston, Rhode Island. And we're going to be doing maybe a podcast at some point, either after one of the shows or before. We'll let you know as as the date gets closer. And then I'm going to Just for Laughs for a long fucking time. A long fucking time. Holy shit fucking time. The 16th of July (laughs) to the 28th. I don't even know if that's legal. So there you go. Go to my comedy fucking website for more. 
information, bio, photos, love, whatever you want. Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you uh, spread the word about the show. Come see us live. Support us live. It's always great when you, uh, the YKWD fans, come up after the show and, and, and let us know that you were there. Um, yell out, dude, at the show. I'll know that's you. Or, or a fucking retarded person. So there you go. And go get my app on iTunes, Robert Kelly Live app. It has the podcast on it, all my dates, right in the palm of your hand. And it's award-winning. So check it out. Android, it's coming soon. My developer, I, I think he, I don't, he doesn't talk to me anymore, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. So who, what the fuck are you going to do? But get the app if you have an iPhone. And get the Riotcast app if you have an iPhone. Get it all. It's all free. Free, 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 free. Fuck, it's free. God. So, there you go. So, check it out. Make sure you go to tweakedaudio.com. Buy yourself a pair of headphones. In-air, mic, non-miked, wood grain, green, lime green, white, all kinds of colors, all kinds of styles. And they're great quality headphones for a cheap price. And get this. Use the code word DUDE when you check out. You get another 33% off. That's right, 33% off. That's close to almost half. It's a lot, actually. And free shipping. So, make sure you go to tweakedaudio.com. Get yourself a few pairs of headphones. You don't just get one. It's not worth it. I think they wind up being 10 bucks a pair. I don't know what it is, but it's crazy. So buy a few. Give some away. Great gifts. Tweakedaudio.com. Code word DUDE. 33% off. Free shipping right now. And make sure you go to riotcast.com slash Robert Kelly, the You Don't Know What Dude page on Riotcast. And there's an Amazon link and a Gamefly link. Anything you buy on the internet, you go through our Amazon link. That's how you support the show. Go to our page, bookmark it, and, and just buy shit. Just buy whatever the fuck you're going to buy, but you'll also be supporting the show. And Gamefly.com slash YKWD, two free weeks of awesome games shipped right to your house. It's the Netflix of video games. If you're a gamer, you should try it if you haven't already. So, you can cancel on any time, too. There you go. You can also donate to the show. If you go to our, our Riotcast page, YKWD, there's a donate button. I want to thank all you uh, awesome, sexy motherfuckers who've donated. All that money has gone to uh, helping out the studio, paying for things. Uh, it's just making the show better. So, we appreciate that. And make sure you go to Riotcast.com and check out some of the most amazing podcasts out there. Riotcast.com, we pride ourselves on putting together the most unique, unbelievably funny, uh, interesting podcasts on the internet. It's not just the same thing or the same feel or the same fucking taste over and over and over again. It's different shows, a bunch of different shows. We're all over the fucking charts. We got Bailey J, we got the Davey Mack Sports Show, Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve, we got Hammerfisting with... Louis J. Gomez. We got all kinds of stuff. We got Glory Hole Network. We got Why You Suck in Bed. I mean, holy caca, there's so much stuff. There's more. There's even more. We got Why My My Wife Hates Me. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Anyways, go there. Go to radcast.com. Jersey Jerks. 
unbelievable shows, unbelievable, and it's all free. That's right, free. The only thing you can do is help out the shows by hitting their donate buttons or buying their merch at the top of the page and spreading the word. That's all you have to do. Spread the word of the Riotcast Network and all of our shows. And um, well, that's all you have to do. And we'll make this, we'll keep this free. My wife hates me. Jim Florentine, Weird Medicine, The Comedy Cell, Alive from the Comedy Cell, The Glory Hole, Bailey J, Davey Mac Sports Program, Why You Suck in Bed, Mad Scientist Party Hour, The Jersey Jerks, and Hammer Fisting are the shows on the network. All hilarious, all free, and every week they're up there for your enjoyment. So make sure you go support them all. All of them. Get the app. iPad, iPhone, and Android is coming soon. Make sure you email us at ykwd at riotcast.com. You have anything, anything. You want to give us uh, props. You want to tell us some suggestions, who to have on the show, blah, 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 blah. Ykwd at riotcast.com. I'm sitting in my underwear right now on my iPhone with my awesome mic that I got from Carl. And uh, I'm doing this, so enjoy. Don't stop filming my face. Don't stop 